You're listening to Escaping the Rat Race. I'm your host, Amy Leo, a singer, songwriter, and mental health educator. And our show is all about questioning the status quo and pushing the boundaries into what's possible for human beings and not probable. So tune in and get ready to escape the rat race, not only the monotonous nine to five work grind, but also that incessant internal mental chatter that prevents most of us humans from experiencing more joy, peace, clarity, and freedom. On today's show, I can't even put into words how inspirational that this interview was for me. I'm interviewing Cindy DeChamp today, and Cindy's story is one filled with more adversity and tragedy that I've actually ever heard. But she talks about her story and her present moment with such honesty and hope and love that it is well worth tuning into the entire show. If you have been seeking, searching, struggling, or questioning, I highly encourage you to stay tuned for today's call. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Me, our guest speaker, Cindy, and Meg are actually all in different time zones, so I'm not sure where you find yourself in the world, but my name is Amy Leo, and I'm absolutely honored to have Cindy Champ on the call today. I actually met her for the first time uh, at a conference that she was at with her son, who was an amazing musician, and she was there just nothing but love and support for her son, and it was just so inspiring, and I got to know her a little bit better. Hopefully, I will know her even better after today's call. She is quite simply a survivor of life. So with that, I'm going to let you take it away, Cindy. If you could share a little bit about your personal story, where you've been, any uh, type of circumstances that you have been up against in the world, and then where you are today, that would be great. Awesome. Well, I've, I've kind of been everywhere, I guess. Um, I'm one of those that started out life in this family that was broken a broken home you know families divorced and remarried and so i'm a family of uh, there's totally eight kids but it's a his hers and ours family and so that has its own unique issues as a child i am also a survivor of rape and when i was 17 years old i was in a terrible car accident that uh the doctor said should have taken my life. I lost my left kidney in that car accident. Survived that and a year and a half later, the doctors that did the surgery where I lost my kidney called me up and told me that they were back testing blood transfusions um, for AIDS. And I, you know, of course being the person I was at that time knew for sure that it could never, you know, touch me. I was a straight girl and uh, AIDS was a very at that point in time a very gay man's disease and on the morning of my 19th birthday the doctors called me back up again and said you have two years to live you have AIDS get your life in order and um, so I tried to commit suicide um, deciding that I didn't want my family to see me die a slow and painful death and um, as, as you can tell, because I'm here, I didn't succeed in committing suicide. I guess that's a good thing for me and for those that I've 
been allowed to meet and touch since then. Um, and I have then given birth to two beautiful, wonderful children who um, amaze me every day. I've been married to my husband for 22 and a half years. It was three years ago that I also found out that I had stage 4B non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And at the time that I found that out, um, I was in full-blown AIDS and was being told that I had the worst kind of cancer or stage of cancer that you could have. And the doctors just looked at me and they said, look, we, we don't know that we can do anything for you. Um, you've got six months to live. And I looked at the doctor and I said, you do your part. You fight your side of the battle. I'll take the, the, the medications. I'll do whatever I have to do. Let me and my support system do our end of the thing. And we will fight this because that is who we are. And so I pulled my, my prayer team, my positive energy team, whatever you want to call them, together. And three keybone treatments in, um, they decided to do the PET scan again. And all the cancer was gone. And six months after them telling me I had four, stage 4B cancer, I was told I was in remission of the cancer. And on that same day, I was told that my HIV had also gone into remission. So I, I feel that all the things I went through in my life, everything that I've ever been through that most people would see as a negative, um, as something that maybe would that happened to them is actually something that builds us up to become the people we're supposed to be gives us the strength we need to get through anything anything whether it's small big you can get devastating news and it comes down to what is the attitude that you are going to put towards that to make it something awesome and amazing not just for yourself, but for the people that are watching you, the people that are depending on you to, to show them the way because everybody has junk. Everybody has a pile of baggage that they have to find a way to get through and heal. And so I have learned how to heal all the junk that has come my way, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, mental. I've been through depression, anxiety, and just there's, there's nothing that either on my own or with my support team and, and others that come into my space and into my life that come in for a reason, like Amy, like you, um, you came into my space for a very specific reason, and it was to build me up. And um, I have numerous of those that you're, they're all my angels, whether they're just passing through for a moment or they come into my life for the rest of my life. They're all my angels and they all lift me up when I can't do it myself. And so just the stuff that I've been through has taught me to appreciate my angels um, a lot more and uh, use them. It, it's hard for us. We, Feel like if we ask for help that makes us weak 
And I have learned that in asking for help, not only do I make myself stronger, but I also make those that I ask the help from, I make them and allow them to grow and become stronger as well. And so that is my gift. And it's been one of the hardest gift, you know, hardest things I've ever learned was to ask for help, to, to reach out and say, I need, I need your time or I need your um, attention or I need just to be in your space because you give me something that I can't give myself right now. And, and that's what we as a human, as a human race, I think need to learn to do more and better is to understand that I might be the one that feels like I'm in need, but it's really, sometimes it's the other person that's in just as much need and just needs someone to say, I need you and reach out and do that. So that's kind of basically my story. <laughs> yeah, Cindy, I'm so touched by, uh, this is the definition and the simplicity of, and the power of the human spirit. When you share your story, that's what comes to my mind. And I love this piece of your own inner resiliency. So no matter what life, what, what was happening in life, what was coming down the creek, you know, your inner well-being, your spiritual essence, who you are can never be touched. And it's the same for you, Cindy, as it is for me, as it is for Meg on the line. And that, that beautiful piece of community, I think is huge. And that's what we are really about with this podcast series is really presenting folks with the idea that there's another way to be as human beings, that it doesn't need to be this cutthroat competition, that that's just a made up construct anyway. And to me, that isn't human nature. That's just an idea we have <laughs> of being human. And that collaboration and cooperation and essentially connection in love and in truth, that is where the gold of life is. And I think there's a huge cultural misunderstanding about this. So I would love, Cindy, if you could speak to, again, what you see that, that maybe there is this misunderstanding or what does that look like for you when you look at a global climate and at a cultural climate of how the world is at the moment? You know, right now I feel like you said that it's um, very cutthroat and competitive. And through everything that I've been through and through who I have learned to become and accept about myself, I am a medium. And, and so I see things differently than people who choose not to use that power within themselves to see beyond what the world has taught us to see. I see the light in each human being. I see the, the self, the, the being that they were created to be. And I feel like we have all chosen the climate now, the, the way that the world is moving is, I don't see anything other than your face, um, what you look like, how you sound, what you do for a living, um, or the mask that we choose to put on because that's what we think other people want to see in us. And I think that we all need to reach deeper inside of ourselves to the true, the true us, the true essence of 
who we were each created to be, created from this space of love and light. I see so many people that have forgotten that. They have forgotten how beautiful and amazing and wonderful they truly are because they're trying to please the person beside them or impress the person beside them or be better than the person beside them. And when we look at ourselves first and remember who we truly are, there is no competition. I am Amy. I am Megan. I am Joe from next door. And you are all a part of me. We are all one. There is nothing better about any of us. There's nothing different from our base. We are all the same light. We are all the same love. That is where we were created from, and that's where we need to to find a way to get back to, to wake up to that knowledge of who we honestly are so that I'm not judging the person's journey or even the person they are now because I don't know what their journey has been in this lifetime. I need to love the person I can see that they may not know they're supposed to be and love them from that place, that place of pure love and pure light. And even if they're in the pit of despair in the moment that I meet them, maybe if I'm looking at them from that perfect place, they can get a glimmer of it themselves. And, and then hopefully my, my hope would be that by me showing them what I see, that they will choose to live up to that and choose to find it in themselves and then in whatever way they can be that awesome being that they were created to be from the get-go. And so I think that if we could create a friend of mine and I were talking about this the other day that we've created so many spaces um, on the internet, uh, wherever, that are just muck and dirty and gross. And if we could create a space like the one you're creating, the one that you're guiding the world towards of reviving the, the clean space, that beautiful, perfect pond that we can go to. And even if we dip our toe in it, we feel a little better and a little cleaner and a little more pure and perfect again. And then once we've dipped our toe in, we're going to want more of the cleanliness of that beauty because that's what our souls strive for every day anyway. We just don't have spaces that we feel we can go to to get it. And I think reviving your sanity is one of those beautiful places that's going to take people to a space where they can feel clean again. And even if they don't, they can maybe hopefully feel cleansed by another 
being and another being and another being and then that cleanliness will just reach out to all the souls hopefully everyone that would be awesome but at least all the souls that are searching for it you know the ones that are reaching for something right now and don't know where else to find it this you know might be one of those tools that they can use cindy i think that's such a beautiful metaphor with the cleanliness and I, I can speak from direct experience in my own life that it absolutely, the more that I play in, in the cleanliness and in the water and I'm in a space with people who are also moving in that direction, it becomes less and less interesting to get in there with my egoic thinking. And it just it doesn't happen still time to time. I'm a human. <laughs> I'm not a robot or I'm, you know, <laughs> but, but there's, there is something energetically about that kind of momentum. And, you know, I can, I can hear that some listeners, if they're used to going through life with a more pessimistic frame of the world, that they would kind of be thinking in their head, oh, well, this sounds really nice, what Cindy's talking about, but, you know, how do you explain war and all of this and so on? And for me, it becomes very simple that it's just the forgetting that you said that who we all are is this light. And I do feel that when I sit with clients or family members or when I'm interviewing folks such as yourself, where the essence of the person can never ever be destroyed. It can only get covered up with muck. And the muck mm -hmm. to me is just the conceptual mind. It's really simple and it's really human. But when you start to see that that isn't who you are, that you aren't your history of thought, that you aren't your quote-unquote personality, that you're not the mask. I loved that, Cindy. The mask that you wear, whether it's your occupation. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just think that's so, so powerful. So I really appreciate you sharing that. I'm, I'm curious, Meg, do you have a question you'd like to ask, Sydney? Do you know, I, I honestly don't. Um, I really wish I did. I've just been so taken in by what she's saying. Um, and I mean, I actually took down notes because <laughs> I just loved it so much. I want to be able to come back to it. Um, the fact that you, like what you were saying about the mask that you just said, the, the no judgment and to love the person that's in front of you, the person that you see, and that will, that will help them step into that person. You mm -hmm. know, um, I thought that was just absolutely beautiful. And, you know, I'm just so in that mindset right now of thinking of what you said there that I, I haven't actually thought of a question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's great. I, I just love that because it shows that this is what's on offer. I mean, real connection, genuine listening without someone listening to you with their own agenda or exactly what, what we've been talking about wanting to look good or impress. I think that I really thank you for being honest with that, Meg, and just yeah. being, being with us in this space. I think this is just awesome. I love doing this job. This is great. <laughs> Oh, where can we go? Oh my gosh, so many places to go. Hmm. Sydney, what would you share with people that maybe are in it right now, that are in a really difficult circumstance, that did just get maybe news about their health or whatever it would be? What would you share with them today that, or ask them to explore um, that could be useful to them? I think that the the first thing I would ask them to do is to sit quietly with themselves, not um, separate themselves from the earthly news, whatever it is, whether 
um, it is a health issue or are going through depression or anxiety or whatever, take first before any decisions, any other thought patterns happen, sit with yourself for a moment and connect with yourself. Um, be quiet. Let, let all the other voices that are trying to tell you what, what to do and who to be, how to go about this, step away from that for just a moment. And because that can cause more confusion because we do then connect with our, what I like to call our protective mind, that mindset of what have I been taught? What have I been told my whole life? What's been beaten in me? What's been churched into me? Whatever, don't let all of that make the big decisions for you. Sit quietly and, and, and shut your brain, your protective mind down. Ask it to step away for a minute and really listen to your soul. One of the things I teach my clients uh, as a life coach is to sit with yourself and, and listen to that two-year-old you, that, that little innocent person that you were before everything else, before all the voices came in. Sit with that little person and find out who to be as they came into this lifetime. Because when we go there, all the voices are quiet and we can feel the love that we are. And from that place, from that place of quietness and peace, that's when we hear our guides from the other side, our angels, the, the, the ones that aren't trying to tell us a different way or a better way. The true self, your entity, you. And really think from your heart and from your gut. I'm a, I'm a huge chakra person and I really pay attention to the seven chakras. Um, so like, you know, your solar plexus, your gut instinct, that's your identity. That's who you were meant to be from the very beginning. We're not sent here to be cancer patients. We're not sent here to be AIDS survivors. We're not sent here. It's things that the, those are things that the world sends us. When we sit with ourselves and listen to our part and our soul, we can remember what we were sent here to do. The rest of it is what we are going through. It's a moment, but it's not everything. And then once you realize what you are meant to do in this lesson, because that's all this is, it's all this moment is. It's a lesson you are learning. And how can you help others through this lesson? So it's not about, it's not about just me. I mean, it's, it is a moment of what the world would call selfishness, of taking everyone else out of it and really focusing on self. But the overall goal is to take that selfish moment which is not selfish at all. It's self-care, it's self 
love and then spread that and help everyone else in the world that is ready to listen get through their moment as well because we all have moments but we and we get to choose we can choose we'll sit in this moment and we'll let it define us or we sit in this moment and we grasp the lesson and we grow and then we expand because we become the rest of the world with that lesson and we reach out to others and say I get it I understand where you're at right now and let me hold your hand through it while you're in your weak moment and let me help you through it because I've been there and I've done it and I know what it takes to get beyond this moment because I, I've done it and so I am proof you are proof we are all proof that the moment doesn't last forever that we're all survivors every one of us are survivors of our baggage of our moments sometimes we need to reach out but sometimes and most of the time when it comes to that moment of being told that something bad is happening we need to go inside of ourselves and heal us and take care of us first so we have the energy and the ability and whatever else it is that we're going to need to help heal the others around us in that space yeah I, I'm struck with just such a practical hope when, when you're speaking and and what we're talking about today in the call, I mean, this is truly radical. This would be an extremely different way of living life individually in our personal worlds that would trickle out to the rest of the world. Um, so I, I have just so enjoyed you, you sharing uh, on today's call. Thank you. With that, we are out of time. I definitely would love to have you back if you'd be interested, Cindy, because I think we could talk about a lot of different uh, subjects, and I, I would just love to hear your, your truth and your perspective. But for today, where can yeah. folks find you if they want to reach out, say hello, maybe work with you? Where can they find you? Um, well, I have a Facebook page. It's um, Finding Your Inner Champion. Um, on Facebook so if you just it's literally all spelt out finding your inner champion um, or you can make a phone call my phone number is zero seven six six three three four two and uh, if I don't answer just leave a message or you can text me um, I'm really great at answering texts um, and we can connect that way as well that's awesome. I love it. So simple, so accessible, just like the entire call has been. Uh, I really just thank you so much uh, for coming on, Cindy, today, honestly. It's been truly a pleasure, and I look forward to you and I continuing to cross paths. Uh, if if that's, that's what will be, uh, you're just a beautiful light. So thank you so, so much. Uh, I really don't even want to end the call. <laughs> <laughs> this is Amy Leo <laughs> with my little tagline. This is Amy Leo from ReviveYourSanity.com. 
And if folks are interested in getting more free resources and looking in this direction, what I find is so beautiful and universal about this space that we're in and that we're always co-creating is that people use different words, but we're pointing at the same thing. And for me, this is where true psychological freedom stems and where the answer lies really individually and then universally. So thank you both so much. Thanks Meg for being on the call until next time. Keep rocking everybody. My biggest take homes for today were that Cindy's story really highlights and puts proof to the fact that no individual person's inner well-being and resiliency can ever be touched by outside circumstances. And with that, there is this immense practical hope and practical approach of looking in as individuals to our inner selves and seeing our concepts of the world, of who we are and who others are, as simply what they are, a bunch of made-up concepts and habits of thinking. I was really touched by how Cindy shared that it was a huge aha moment for her when she realized that asking for help from others and being in community is not a weakness, but rather is extremely powerful to not only herself, but to those she's asking the help for. And there's this immense sense of humility, and I am just in awe of the possibilities of what will be as we continue to work with each other instead of against each other. If you want to get more inspirational and practical conversations like this delivered right to your device, all you have to do is type into the podcast app on your iPhone or in iTunes, Escaping the Rat Race with Amy Leo. If you are not an iPhone user, we also post these on YouTube and you can find us the same exact way by typing in the search engine, Escaping the Rat Race with Amy Leo. This is like a bonus track from the 90s that were hidden on your CDs. So as an extra bonus, we're actually sharing now the song that Cindy's son Ryan wrote for her for World AIDS Day. So enjoy. Guess I'll get started with when I was just a boy. You taught me how to laugh and love, but I was without joy. Because the doctors always said the AIDS but take you soon enough But no matter what You always call the bluff And I'd pray Don't take her, I have so much left to say I never got to tell her how Her smile makes my day And I can't go on In this world all alone So I'm begging you no matter what that chill, pick up the phone.